tonight, uh, turn in your Bibles, if you would, to the Hebrews, the fifth chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word. And as I read the text, I'm going to begin reading in verse 12. Now, I covered some of verse 12 last week, but um, but I'm um, going to go back because I'm going to take the last half of verse 12, and I've made it into the message into the message for this week. But I didn't preach on the last part of this verse last week. He says, For when for the time have you need to be teachers that teach that one teach you again, one need that need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And those that are he's speaking to he says they have become they are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Again, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for each and every week, Lord. I thank you for the time that I have to study it and to, and to bring forth these messages. I pray you'll go with me tonight as I bring forth another one. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. I've titled this message, Week Christians. Now, I, I want to say this before I get started. Um, I'm not preaching this message to bring judgment up on anyone because I, I, I don't have that, you know, when realize that if I try to judge somebody, then the Lord's going to judge me. And we, we've got to realize this. This message is a strong message. And if you, if you have a problem with this message, then I tell you, you need to go to God and take it up with Him. And, and, and if you can reach Apostle Paul, take it up with Him. Because I believe that Paul wrote exactly what God, uh, gave him to write in this and uh, so hopefully um, we'll understand that and see that now I know that down through the years through different translations a lot of things have changed but the problem that we have today is that uh, you know that we some don't believe we've got the real word of God, but I believe we do. I believe we've got every word of it that God wants us to have. And, uh, and so, uh, again, I want to say that uh, whatever falls here, then I pray that you'll take it and, and, and the Lord will apply it to your heart and you'll use it as the Lord sees fit to use it. Um, we we will use the last statement of verse 12 as I said 
earlier, and he says, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Now, what is the milk of the word? What is the milk of the word? Well, it's not a total ignorance of the word. That's not what he's referring to here. But it's, it's, it's a total uh, not listening to the word and not understanding the word as it was taught and, and uh, not having a desire to understand it. But what is the milk of the word? It is, it is understandable types of the Bible, shadows uh, from, the, uh, from the word which are explained in plain understanding, figures of the uh, law which, which uh, are also very understandable. You know, in other words, if the Lord says do this or do that, that's understandable. That's, that, those are the, that's the milk of the word. Milk of the word is the do's and the don'ts of the scripture. So these things are understandable. And as, as, a, as I said up there earlier, you know, we, we can understand types when something, when something is said that just, that just shadows something else that is said, then that we can understand those things. Uh, but uh, there's some things, uh, you know, the simple words of the gospel of grace, they're very understandable. We're not, we're not talking about uh, that type of uh, lack of understanding and, and lack of listening to, because if you're saved today, there was a time when you did listen to the gospel. There was a time when you did listen when the Lord spoke to you and you came to the Lord and, and he saved you. But one of the problems that we have today that I have learned over the years, a lot of people are satisfied with learning the jargon you know, and learning what to say at the right time to say it. And uh, I see that a lot. I see that a lot on Facebook, that people learn what to say at the time to say it. But when you come right down to it, but sometimes they, they use jargon that they, they don't understand themselves because if they did, a lot of them wouldn't use it uh, if, they, if they understood the jargon of the word. The easier parts of the gospel uh, are compared to the sweetness of milk. That is the easy part of the gospel. In other words, the gospel says, come. That's easy to understand. The gospel says, trust the Lord. That's easy to understand. The, the Bible says, uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's easy to understand. Those, those things, those are the milk of the word. But sad to say that some people go that far and that's it. They don't go any farther. Now, what is the meat of the word? The deep things of God, such as the great apostle spoke of in verse 11, he says, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing that ye are dull of hearing. Now, that's, that's, not, a, that's not a judgment. That's just a, a preacher preaching what God has laid on his heart to preach. You know, some people would say today, well, what right does anybody to say that somebody's dull of hearing? Well, uh, 
Paul had a right to that. That, that. that dull of hearing just simply means, he said, I can see that you don't understand what I'm talking about. Now, you may think uh, that that's a difficult thing to do, but it's not. It, it's not, I tell you, you can, you can just about tell the people that understand what you're saying and the people that don't understand what you're saying. Now, um, those hard things are the doctrines of the Trinity. Those are the hard things, you know. And it's amazing, you know. I've asked people over the years, I said, do you know what the Trinity is? They don't know what you're talking about. They have no idea what you're talking about. I said, has your pastor ever taught on the Trinity? They still don't know what you're talking about. They don't know what you're saying because they said they never heard of it. But, but it's a difficult thing. You know, I've had people who have argued with me over the Trinity. You know, uh, Jehovah's false witnesses, you know, they argued with me one time over it because I wrote an article when I was in Kentucky on the Trinity. And uh, some of the... Um, the um, uh, some some of those folks um, got a hold of it. Those Jehovah's false witnesses, I call them. First of all, they're taught not to read anybody else's writings. But we had a fella come all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. He drove all the way to our house when we were in Cynthiana. There, we lived in the parsonage. He drove all the way to the parsonage down there and said he needed to talk to me. And he had a copy of the, of the little the article with me that I would written. And he said, uh, he said, this is just pure, uh, I forgot what he called it. He called it something. I said, why do you say that? He said, that's just not, that's not that can't be. He said, you can't have God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit all is one. He said they've either got to be three or they've got to be uh, a myth. And I said, he said, in other words, what you're saying in this is you're saying that God sits on the throne and, and he said you're saying that Jesus Christ sits in his lap and you're saying that he's holding on to the Holy Spirit. Well, I said, first of all, you don't know what you're talking about because, first of all, God is a spirit. God is sitting nowhere. Uh, the throne of God is, is, is representative of God the Spirit. And I said, secondly, the Holy Spirit is a spirit. And I said, uh, no one ever sees that one. And, and I said, uh, the only one that, 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 is, that, is, that can be seen is Christ. And, and he can be because he, it was Lord came to the earth in the incarnate Christ and died for his people. Oh, he's totally confused. And he said, I just can't. He said, I, I, he said, I, just, I can't buy that stuff. And he, he stormed out. Of, he, he never did come in the house. So I threw it out there on the little porch and talked to him. 
And he he just stormed off, and he said, "I just," he said, "I, I just don't understand that stuff." He said, uh, "I just," he said, "That's the reason we don't believe this." And so, um, that those are the hard things. Those are the hard things. The doctrines of God's everlasting love is a hard doctrine. That's a hard teaching because if people just don't understand everlasting love. They understand the type of love that we here on the earth understand. In other words, I love my wife or my wife loves me and, and such and such is this. And, and we, we understand that type of love, but uh, everlasting love is a love that we don't understand. A lot, a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't understand what it means when, he, when God talks about his everlasting love. In other words, uh, I've said this many times over the years. God loved me as much before the foundation of the world as he loves me now. And he won't love me anymore when I get to heaven someday than he loved me before the foundation of the world. Why is that? John explains that to us. John explains that to us in the, in, in the fourth chapter of John. He says, God is love. He's all love. God has never loved any less. And he's never loved any more. And people don't understand that. Just like someone said to me several years ago, said, there's no way that a man can love somebody else as much as he loves his own family. You can't love a stranger. Well, you can you can love a stranger as much as you love your own family. But that person didn't quite understand the love of God, didn't quite understand what the love of God meant in that. And, and, we, and that's, that, that's a hard teaching. That's a hard doctrine. Also, eternal election. That's a hard doctrine for people to understand. You know, I, I've had so many... Uh, uh, Scenarios that have been given to me over the years. In other words, you mean God lined up all all these people, and God told went down the line, and He said, "You're going to heaven. You're going to hell. You're going to heaven. You're going to hell. You're going to heaven." That that was the only understanding He had of it. He said, "I just don't believe that's true." He said, "I just don't believe that." He said, "I just don't believe that God loved the people." before the foundation of the world, and those are the only people that's going to be saved. He said, I don't understand that. Now, I know most of you here understand these things, and I'm thankful to God you do because you've been taught them. Then he got eternal damnation. A lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people, I've had people tell me, well, there's no way that God is going to send anybody to hell. You know why? Because God is is a God of love. They, they, can't, they can't put the love of God with the wrath of God. They, they, can't, they can't believe that a loving God can also be a God of wrath. So, and if you want to put God in that hard to understand, then that, that, you can put him in there too. Because God is, God is hard to understand for us mere humans and, and finites 
to understand God, understand what God is, how God works. Oh, there's people think they know everything about how God works. But we know absolutely nothing about how God works. We, 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 don't, we don't understand. The only thing we're thankful for is that he does work. We're thankful that he works in our lives. We're thankful that he, that he works in the lives of others. And that's the only evidence I've got of, uh, of God as far as what he does in the work. I know he's worked in me. And I know he's worked in others, and so for the understanding of that, uh, uh, and, and I know also, and I believe this with all of my heart, that if you die outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to die and go to hell. I believe when, when, God, when God taught, when, it, when the Bible taught that those that were non-elected were going to die and go to hell, that, uh, uh, that's what it means. Even Jesus himself said of Judas Iscariot, he said Judas was born for one purpose, and that was to betray the Lord. That's the only reason he was born, to betray the Lord, and that's the reason I'm thankful Neil prayed, Sam prayed, and I prayed, and others have prayed. These babies, you know, I, I pray they come up to be, to learn that they're one of God's elect children when they get old enough to understand. I, I, I believe that. And, and, and I pray that, uh, that, that, that that will be so with them. All of them. My, my, my children, my grandchildren. I've always prayed that. For kids, for children here at church, I've always prayed that. That they'll, that they'll, be, they'll be God's elected child. And, and eternal security. Now, that's a hard one. That's a tough one. It really is. It's a tough one. You'll say, well, how do you know that? Because I had a hard time with it for the first two or three years. I was saved. Had a hard time with eternal security. Until, until I studied the scriptures and I listened to other preachers preach and God gave me the understanding of, of eternal security. I tell you, a great blessing came over my heart when I realized that God saved me back in 1967 and he's going to see that I stay that way someday until I go to meet him. I'm going to go to meet him because I'm saved. That's a great blessing. That's a great blessing when that comes to your heart and that comes to your understanding. Because there's a lot of people, and I know of them, I know them today, I know some that have gone on that they just they just sit in a pew, and and, uh, and they just uh, I, I, I've told about this lady up uh, up in when I was pastoring. Uh, well, I wasn't pastoring, but I was preaching for for a little while there before I started pastoring. And I, and I this church that I preached in had this lady in there, and uh, I talked to her about the Lord, and they they they, they were telling me that. She was faithful in coming to church, but she wasn't saved. And, and I talked to her, and uh, she said, well, I, I don't guess I'm saved. She said, I've been sitting here in church, and she said, I'm waiting on that day when God will just come down and grab a hold of me and just pull me up. I said, ma'am, that's not going to happen. I said, that's not going to happen. I don't know if the lady was ever saved or not, but 
But I said, that's not going to happen. And, and then there's many other doctrines of the Bible that, that are very hard to understand. But those, those that uh, are of the meat of the word, those that are in the meat of the word will understand it. They'll understand those things. You don't have to worry about them. They'll understand those things. Uh, the hard things of Scripture are the things that most mediocre Christians don't care to hear. They don't want to hear about the hard things. They don't want to hear about the easy things. <clears throat> I had somebody tell me several years ago, said, I wish you'd preach on the gospel every Sunday. You know, and I had a man tell me several years ago, he said, all I ever hear you preach is grace, grace, grace. He said, every time, every time you get in a pulpit, he said, you start talking about grace. He said, will you, would you just preach on the gospel? He said, I go to a, 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 a church in Mount Vernon and I hold services for them sometimes. He said, those people don't believe in grace. He said, they believe in works for salvation. And I said, well, what do you believe about salvation? He said, I believe you can work your way to heaven. I said, well, then if you believe that, then you're not saved, and that's when they went all to pieces. And let, let me tell you, folks, this is uh, something that, that we need to realize. People don't care to receive the milk, the, the meat of the word, and, and, and receive it and digest it. And here, here's how we're to receive the word. Turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, if you would. <clears throat> this is how we're to receive the word. Ezekiel, the first chapter. I'm going to begin reading in the 12th verse of the first chapter of Ezekiel. I'm sorry, it's, I'm sorry, it's the third chapter, I said, it's the third chapter, first verse. And here's, here's how we're to receive the word. Moreover, he said unto me, this is Ezekiel speaking, Son of man, eat that thou findest Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll I give thee. Then did I eat it and it was in my, my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, Go and get thee unto the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. In other words, they, they should already understand these things. God is saying, I'm going to send you to a people that will already understand them. But look, look what he says. He says, not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language whose words thou canst not understand. Surely have I spent, sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. 
but the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all of the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads, as an adamant harder than twelve shekels a day from time to time. Thou shalt drink also water by the measure, the sixth part. Am I reading in the right place? Yeah. No, I don't think I am. Hold on. Here it is. Let's go back over here to the... As an adamant harder than flint have I made thy forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I speak unto thee receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. Now see, God kept telling Ezekiel, said, I want you to take this word, I want you to eat it, I want you to digest it, I want it to go down into your stomach, I want it to go into your bowels, and I want to see it pass through your, your body. Because he said that's how, that's how you're going to have to know the word of God and have to understand the word of God. Because he said, why? Because he said, I'm sending you to a hard-headed people. I'm sending you to a people that won't listen. And he says, and go thee to them of the captivity, the 11th verse, and the children of thy people, and speak unto them and tell them, Thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Then the Spirit took me up, and I heard behind me a voice of a great rushing, and saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. Now, let me tell you, folks, that's how you're supposed to receive the Word of God. And if you're going to give the Word of God, then that's how you're supposed to receive it. I think this thing's gone off. But anyway... Uh, that's how you receive it. Now, um, the difficult job of being a preacher and a pastor is that the mature Christians must be taught the meat of the word and the newborn babes the milk of the word. It is even more difficult to learn that a pastor must go back and reteach those who have been taught the doctrines for many years. Now, that's exactly what... He was telling uh, uh, Ezekiel there, he was telling Ezekiel, he said, you're going to a people that's supposed to know. But he said they don't know. <clears throat> the great apostle goes on to say, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. In the modern church of the Lord Jesus Christ, there are far more babes than there are people who are mature in the word. Now, who does strong meat belong to? Well, the great apostle states strong meat belongeth to them who are of a full age, not necessarily old age. What does the great apostle say in another writing? He says, Howbeit, we speak wisdom among them who are perfect. 
Now, that's in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 6. This is not speaking about perfection in living and following the Lord. The word perfect means those who have grown to a full age in the Word and the wisdom of God, especially in the ministry. There are a lot of preachers who are in the ministry but have not grown up spiritually concerning the Word. They, they, just, they just haven't grown. They may have hoary hair, but very weak in the Word of God. That doesn't mean just because someone has got gray hair that they're necessarily strong in the Word of God. Because that's not what that's that's not what that means, not what that's talking about. So, uh, but they haven't grown up spiritually. You know, we, it's amazing that. that a lot of people have got preachers. I was talking to a man here a while back, and, and they got a new preacher at his church, and, and he, he said that uh, he was talking about uh, something, I think. I can't remember what it was now. He said, nobody in the church knew what he was talking about. I said, well, that's, that's, that's an easy part of the Scripture. And he, I, said, he, I said, how long did you have your previous pastor? He said he was with us about 15, 20 years. And I said, he never taught you those things? He said, no. He said, we were never taught those things. He said, and he made this statement. He said, if we were taught those things, he said, then that must have been a day I missed or I didn't listen. Because he said this new preacher they got taught something that none of them had ever heard before. Now, there is another view here that I have spoken about many times over the years. And I have quoted Brother Jerry Gum when he said, I may not always know what it is, but I always know when it ain't. You know, the problem we've got today, a lot of people don't know when it ain't. You know, they, they, don't, know, they don't know when somebody is preaching something. You know, we, we've taught so much on the difference in Armenianism and, 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 and what it means uh, for the grace of God. But yet you still got people that don't know when some people make statements that they're, they're, they're very Armenian statements. And, uh, you know, they're, they're statements that, that if you believe in the doctrines of grace, you don't believe those things. You don't believe those things like that. That's what Jerry Gum meant when he said, I may not always know what it is, but he says, I'm, I know when it ain't. I know when it's not the truth. I, I, know, I know when the truth is not being taught. And so uh, that's, a, that's something that you, you need to work on. When you grow in grace and knowledge to the level that you know when something is wrong about some things people believe, then ye, ye are mature in the, in, in the Word. And you mature in the Word and, 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 and in the understanding of the Word of God. You know, when, when you know that something is wrong, then you have matured in the Word of God. You're, you're ready for strong meat. But until you mature in the Word of God, you're not ready for strong meat. That's what Paul is referring to here. And when we get into the 6th chapter, 
of the book of Hebrews, you're going to understand it more and more. Because in the sixth chapter, he, he explains what he was talking about in the last part of the fifth chapter there. But we'll get into that eventually. But I find there are very few today uh, uh, in, in the modern church uh, that, are, that are mature in the word. When one learns that every religious thing said is not always in accordance to the truth, then one has matured. You know, there's a lot of religious things said. People can say a lot of religious things. And, and we, we like to hear people say religious things. We really do, but you've got to be careful what they are saying because uh, they, may not be, they may not be using the truth of the word when they say those things. And so that's, that's uh, I've, I've seen it many times. So I'm going to stop right there.